everyone. It's Dr. Denise, and this is the Embrace Your Neuro Style and Beyond series. And I'm really excited and honored to have Stephen Weiss-Smith here. He's a certified hypnotherapist, NLP practitioner, and certified past life regression therapist. He also has a diverse background in filmmaking, screenwriting, memoir writing, and funeral advance planning. Wow. Stephen, welcome. Hi. That's a very nice intro. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I have to Thank tell you. you that I'm, like, very grateful, and this is why. So when I look at why I'm doing shows, why I'm meeting people like yourself, and why the listeners are here, as I feel like we're all in this together on changing the way we think, talk and act about mental health and everything's about sensory perception. And this specific series of embrace your neuro style and beyond and neuro style is defined as we all process and perceive things in our own unique way. So when I just read your bio, I just thought, wow, how cool that you have time in this earth lifetime in the creative arts getting media to people, and then your career took a different direction. So I just wanted to just say I'm excited about all that we're going to talk about. Oh, wow. Thank you. I, it feels like I've yet to do so much. So it's interesting that you say that. <laughs> so, um, um, yeah, ask away. Let's, let's get into it. Let's well, have take, us, take us on your journey right now. The costume, the earth costume you're wearing is certified hypnotherapist, NLP practitioner, and past life regression therapist. Now, many people might be like, huh, what does that all even really mean? So maybe you can give us a window in how you would define that. And then we can do a deeper dive and just keep telling the story. Well, let's see. So it's kind of a roundabout story, I guess. And um, sort of like if we can call it a Hollywood story, if we want, kind of a fairy tale, but not really. Um, <laughs> well, okay, let's see. I I started off as actually a psychology major in college, and I, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to help people. I want, I've always been fascinated with the mind and how it works and why one mind works differently than other. And I was absolutely fascinated, and I love um, this concept of neurostyle because back then I was trained to be a neuropsychologist. Uh, and then, right, it, yeah, it was pretty cool, i got to say. And being at the University of Wisconsin in Madison, you know, at that time, it was such a cutting-edge place for psychology. Well, it still is. Uh, then um, I had a tragedy where I lost a very, very close friend of mine, right, um, again, close to graduating. And I really questioned, is it possible for me to keep helping people when I couldn't help, you know, those closest to me? And it was sort Wait, of an Can we do a sacred pause? What was your friend's first name? His name was Derry. Dairy? Yeah. Or I Dari. just want to pause because I feel like the way I understand the universe and sensory perception is that energy, you know, if someone's not physically here, their energy is still here. So I just want to like almost ask Dairy to join us energetically. And I'm getting a little bit of a feeling of, of like just lots of love for you and for Dairy. And I'm so sorry that you lost a friend at that time. Yeah, it was, um, I can hear his laugh right now as we're talking about this. It was, uh, he was struggling, struggling very hard with uh, depression and he had, he had tried many times to come out of it. Um, and actually I'm going to pause for a moment because I can hear the feedback now. <laughs> can you hear that? So you just said there's interference and I just feel like everything's energy. Yeah. And, you know, I, I like to, just so you know, this is our first time doing a show together Whenever someone mentions that someone passed away, or even if they're here on earth and they're suffering, I like to do a sacred pause and say someone's first name, because then we attune into the focused energy of the possibility that they can hear us or feel us from a distance, whether they're here on earth. And I feel like you right away heard Derry's laughter, and you're just about to start honoring who, who he is or was. Yeah, that's true. And then I started hearing feedback in my ear on the headphones. And it doesn't surprise me because his laugh was louder than life. It was so loud. 
So it doesn't surprise me that there would be some kind of surge going through the, the electrical uh, ether of this of these worlds. So it doesn't surprise me. Uh, so, uh, but you know, but in the current the life that we can perceive, and of course at the time being only twenty two years old, uh, seeing my best friend you know succumb to depression, and here I was about to be a psychologist and go help the world, and I didn't see those closest to me. Uh, suffering that intensely and I th I thought I'd saved him in the past and I thought he was fine but I this time he finally followed through with it so it was at that point I thought how am I going to continue doing this and I always loved being a writer I've been writing since I think the moment someone introduced the concept of a pencil to me and a piece of paper so I thought hey you know what if I'm going to continue on you know, into this adult world and grow up, then maybe I can just go back in time and play. And the only thing that I want to be serious about is the fact that I'm actually going to do it. So I talked to a few of my best buddies and said, hey, let's go make movies. Let's just do it. Why not? We only got one life. Let's go for it. And it was sort of like, it was sort of in a way I was kind of angry with my friend for, for you know, leaving this realm so I thought, well, I'm going to do everything that he kind of denied himself. And one of it was making movies. We used to make old short films all the time as kids. And that's why I went to the movie industry and spent 20 years as a writer, moved out here from Chicago out to Los Angeles and really just absolutely loved the process. And in that process, I thought maybe I can help a whole bunch of people for an hour and a half, you know, laugh or through an adventure and such. Um, instead of one-to-one, -one, maybe that was what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm always trying to figure out what am I supposed to be doing? You know, we ask that question, what am I here for? What should, that very powerful word, should uh, I be doing? I think the words that get us into trouble. And that was where I was at. But then... Wait, wait, wait. Can I just do a big, big pause and ask you something? Huge. Absolutely. Do you feel like you have in your life's work and just even now that we're bringing up dairy do you feel like you have less anger or you've healed that part of losing a friend for mental health reasons like where are you at personally on that that's such a great question it's a question that i ask a lot of my clients too is where are you at with that um i don't have that feeling anymore i held that feeling for a very very long time and when it shifted away from that blame and on myself that I didn't save him, I didn't, wasn't there somehow, I didn't see it, it actually happened in a past life regression. I had no idea that that was even going to happen. But that's when things shifted. And that's when I realized that this is some powerful stuff. And I didn't, I'm a very cynical, analytical guy, and I didn't think anything about this was real until it happened to me. You know, you hear that story all the time, until it happened to me, but it did. And that past life actually showed me why uh, I felt this this blame constantly. And I can go into that if you like. Or... I do, but I want to broaden this out to the audience because it's really unique in hearing, you know, thank you for sharing this very personal, vulnerable story in your own journey of awareness of the importance of mind, health, wellness, and then your inspiration to really be reverent and pursue, you know, film and making people laugh. But now that we just had our own, this moment of now, when I say honoring dairy, I just feel like anyone that's listening, if you've lost a relative, a friend, or I have people in my practice right now that have living losses, they're estranged from loved ones. And one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show is that part of my Dr. Denise, part of what I do as a doctor, as an um, intuitive Western trained, but now I'm saying I practice universe medicine and the embrace your neurostyle and beyond. It sounds like you went on a journey of play professionalism and in your own past life regression, realize that energy exists beyond what the human mind can imagine and that, you know, whether people call it the soul or energy. And sometimes in these moments, I will say people have feeling states that are so powerful, feeling states that are so powerful. I'm going to say it one more time, feeling states that are so powerful. 
And I ask my patients, uh, clients, humans, what does that mean to you in this current understanding of this lifetime? But then in my own journey, Stephen, I've gone to past life regressions. And so now I integrate asking people, what are their beliefs in the soul, higher power, and do they think energy still exists? So my own scientific method of Western meets Eastern meets universe is why I'm so grateful and excited to have you because it sounds like in your own journey of using scientific methods, skepticism and healing, you ran across the power of what a past life regression could do for your own personal healing. And now you're manifesting that by helping others. So I just want to say, this is something everyone can do. And when we just said Derry's name, I got my version of sensory perception when it's a hit is I get lightning bolt chills. I feel feelings in different soul patterns. I can't prove this. This is all alleged. You mentioned you heard the laughter, then we had electronical issues. So now I just want to like, this is such a great segue into the power of your own healing through past life regression and what you were going through and how that's being manifested today. Yeah. Um, I, I love how you summarize that. It, the science of it, I mean, if we look at, I mean, we've heard this obviously a million times, energy cannot be de, you know, created or destroyed. And so what does that mean when we pass this, this life that we're living right now? What happens to it? Well, something has to go somewhere. And through past life regressions where I got to discover uh, some really amazing thing that, that follows the same through line to many, many people who do the same work that I do. And I was always surprised by that because I wasn't really aware of, you know, we talked about Dolores Cannon, who's very, very famous and doing passive regression. I wasn't even aware of her work until recently. Uh, and I'm like, wow, that happens. Um, but in my story, in this chapter of my life, and that's something I obviously want to talk to you about this, what I call you know, life chapters therapy, um, you know, being a writer. This was a time when, when you discover that there's something hidden in your past, that perhaps there is a very large, all caps wording that's, let's say, in red uh, font. And it's in the middle of a chapter that you're reading. Your eyes are going to be drawn to it, Right. And in the chapters of our lives, if we're trying to get the next chapter and we keep bouncing back to this one moment in the middle of chapter two, which doesn't make sense if we're trying to get to the next chapter in our lives, uh, we keep going to that red font. Well, with hypnotherapy and hypnosis, we can transcend and go back and find that spot. Uh, and that will lead into the superpowers. But what happened with me was this story took me back to the womb and then beyond further back with my hypnotherapist, which launched me back to a life in, uh, it was very early ancient Greece, more um, probably the Mycenaean when they were very powerful. All I know is that I was some, in some kind of small ship that was uh, basically trading spices going across the Mediterranean Sea. And all my buddies were there. And when I say my buddies, they were my buddies that I grew up with in this lifetime. And we call those soul groups. And I can get into that a little bit later. And I know you know what that is. But at that time, there are people that basically kind of travel with us from lifetime to lifetime. And while they may not look exactly the same, and sometimes your friend might have been a brother or may have been a father or your mother, um, the relationships change, but they're still the same soul that seems to transcend. And we're supposed to learn from each other each time we go into these different lifetimes. And in that lifetime, something happened, uh, which I jumped to, uh, we are in a storm and uh, the waters got horribly rough. And I need a side note here to say that I actually had a huge fear of water, of drowning, huge fear. And I really did not like- In this current lifetime. In this current lifetime, thank you. And yeah. then you were back doing this, this trend, this, Yes, I get yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting my two lives mixed up, but actually, yeah, because the memories of this past lives when you do them are just so visceral and so sharp that you like bounce right back. So yeah, I what happened? We hit a storm. The ship broke apart. Um, we were all saving each other and helping each other. You know, get to you know what was equivalent to like 
you know, basically floating devices. Uh, but then my one friend who was like my second in command, uh, he, he went down and I couldn't let him go down. He was my second mate per se. And so I went after him to save him. And in the process, he took me down with him and I drowned in that lifetime. So two things happened here was I drowned, which is not a fun way to die, I would say. And, uh, I went after trying to save my friend who, when he grabbed onto my arm, we both went under and didn't survive. Neither one of us did. And everything about that friend, I just kept seeing my friend Derry over and over again. And it was blowing my mind. It, his name was not Derry, but he um, was of a similar descent, uh, which was Persia. And so when I came back up, I spoke with my hypnotherapist uh, when we brought me back to debrief because we always needed to debrief on what we did to discover what happened. Um, and by the way, her name is Lisa Mockingberg. I owe her everything for getting me into this whole world. Uh, I have a question. Yeah. When you went into your first time, you did a past life regression. And you mentioned earlier in the show that you had some skepticism and the need for scientific method. What made you take that leap of faith of the possibility that energy could exist beyond what we could perceive? Great question. What made me? Well, <laughs> I had a lot of um, like digestional issues and my, my wife at the time said, go to my chiropractor, she'll fix you. And I went to the chiropractor and I'm like, I don't even do chiropractors. I didn't even do massages. I thought all of that was like, I don't need that. Who needs pampering that way? But she's like, I can help you, but you have to go to a hypnotherapist and do a past life regression. And I, I was just like, ah, that seemed absolutely ridiculous to me. I thought I was you know, completely crazy. However, I was really suffering. So at that point, I was willing to do anything. I tried How many everything. years ago was this? This is about 20 years ago. Wow. And that was... So this is very important. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, when any of us have any type of suffering, physically, psychologically, and emotionally, we get to this point where there's such a level of suffering, we need to have hope and we need to keep an open mind. Yes. So the other thing about embracing your neurostyle and beyond is being open to all ways of healing, listening to your inner voice, and sometimes we hit what our own, whatever rock bottom is. And I just wrote down the concept of layers of life experiences. I'm going to say that mm -hmm. two more times. Layers of life experiences, layers of life experiences. Because whether we are experiencing in this perceived lifetime or another energetic experience, all of it matters. And I want to acknowledge that different people listening to the show have different levels of awareness. I, I call them I am awarenesses. So I mm. appreciate you letting us know that it took you getting to some level of suffering and that your wife had lots of compassion. She said, go see this person. This person said, let's do this. So be open when you're on your own path. Ask yourself the question, is this something I want to try? Yeah. And go into it with an open mind. Uh, that is you're very perceptive and you're very, I think you hit the spot right there about waiting to the last second or reaching that point. Well, thank you. Cause you're sharing your process that then inspired you on your healing still journey. There, I don't hear you. Yeah, that, <laughs> that is very perceptive of you. And I can see why, um, you do so well with what you do because you see the patterns and you see how things break down. And again, I come from a very, since I had to analyze every single thing that ever happened in my life, anything that, you know, we like to say the woo woo, you know, that is like, you know, far beyond far left, just so far that people on everyday people listening like myself, uh, would just think all oh, this is kind of crazy. Um, however, it was, I could not deny how amazing that experience was that I was able to 
come into back to reality, I guess, if you want to call it what we see every single day and discover that maybe this is why I had a fear of water, uh, a deep seas, especially the Mediterranean. When I was over there, I was like freaking out when I, I was on a ship traveling the seas and but the biggest part was the the blame I had to myself that in that lifetime, I went down with the ship saving my friend. And this time around, I didn't. There were times when I really, really questioned everything. Um, but something kept me going. And that something was really me and the support of my friends and my family. Uh, so I, I think what's interesting about what we talk about here and what you do and what I do is that it shouldn't have to be a point where you reach an existential crisis or that we've reached a point of a severe illness of some kind before we go for help. And with, with hypnotherapy, uh, that's what we find a lot is people come and say, I've tried everything. I don't know what else to do. I, by the way, we and that's even- what we see as, okay, well, maybe this paradigm shift of why wait till the very moment where you can barely handle anything or something's bothered you so much of you, you just, you give in and try something different, which really things like hypnotherapy and mental health of, of every kind has been around for over 5,000 years plus. And somehow we've created a stigma in the past like 50 years that this is wild and woo woo. But there's probably more science to this than probably any other field on the planet since they've been doing it for so long. So I want to just really honor what you said, and I listen very carefully. And, um, and the Denise, wo- I think I lost you. Oh, here we go again. This is happening. So I'm going to reconnect with Stephen. We're having. Wouldn't some you issues. agree? <laughs> I can. Just, I'll just continue. Okay, so I listened very carefully to all your words. And even the word paradigm shift, I use the word paradigm progression. Paradigm shift versus paradigm progression, because our words, thoughts, and actions carry a vibrational frequency. And we have an understanding of the universe and the Newtonian physics and the quantum physics. You mentioned science. We now know through people like Mino Scafatos, who's an incredible, exceptional quantum physicist that's done work with Deepak and written a book, that there's unseen energy. So to me, we're living at the paradigm progression that honors all different thought processes. We're on a journey of awareness, curiosity, scientific method, being skeptics. And so I don't even use those other vocabularies. I say paradigm progression, I don't even say woo anymore because it's not. There's more science in the quantum unseen energy. And we're living at a time now in 2023 that I call the pulse of consciousness where people are more aware, but everyone needs to go on their own unique journey. And what you just shared is the loss of your dear friend from a mental health reason. And it is Men's Mental Health Awareness Month. So I'm so sorry you lost dairy. But in the process, your own body was responding to your own pain and suffering in this current lifetime of having stomach issues. You had your loving compassion of your wife pointing you to the chiropractor. The chiropractor took you to the past life regressionist. And then you, you kind of went, you had an aha moment where the feeling state from what you experience in past life regression was something familiar with a feeling state you have in this lifetime. And then I wrote down, and I thank you, I wrote down layers of life experiences. So if we're open that time is man-made and that the only moment we have is now and that we're energy beings and that we can travel back through hypnosis, travel back in our own meditation, travel back through memories, however you want to describe it because you're your own healer, you can be on your own very embrace your neurostyle and beyond healing journey that's multidimensional. And I talk about the fabulous five biological, psychological, social, cultural, spiritual, and sixth sense intuition in the earth terms. But I understand the universe in the universe way. I just need to have exceptional guests like you on and build the, the, the dream team so that people can like open up their own awareness for health and well-being. 
not everyone's ready to go see a hypnotherapist. Some people think when you go see a psychiatrist like me, you're automatically going to get a prescription. So I feel like having you on and you sharing your journey, you went from having these aha moments to then having a whole career shift, correct? Wow, that that was incredible. I think you summarized the world of mental health and interdimensional and multifaceted healing concepts in that entire little short summary. Um, yeah, because when I think about what you said, I think about the idea of multifaceted approaches to uh, mental health, because frankly, the idea that someone has to wait so they have this like a moment of, you know, I think I mentioned this before, a crisis before they actually get help. And the stigma around uh, mental health is, I mean, look, I work with a lot of seniors and that's um, who I absolutely love because that, that's part of my entire journey that got here uh, is that there are many who won't see a therapist. They won't see a psychiatrist because there's a label to it. There's a stigma. Right. But... But the interesting thing is that when someone says, hey, you should try hypnotherapy, like, oh, I'll, maybe I'll give that a try. I'll do a little dabble. You know, they, they do a little dabble. And then it turns out they're actually, we're doing real important work and going through their life chapters and pinpointing the spots and that constantly they keep repeating over and over again because they thought they did dabble in a little hypnotherapy because they think it's, it's, it's a cute, fun, maybe a little thing, you know, help them with something. Who knows? It's... It shouldn't have to be that kind of stigma, but it is. And we're, that, that's part of, I think, what, what you're doing and what we're working on together to try and get the message out that anything that at least helps you move forward in life with mental health is a good thing because at least you're trying to help evolve. And this idea of paradigm progression, uh, I love that you said that because if we constantly keep paradigm shifting and shifting and shifting at some point we're gonna like fall off a cliff because it's like how many shifts can you possibly handle especially in california we know what it's like to constantly shift the ground a lot so i love that we're progressing uh more enlightenment uh period here uh so i'm again i'm the kind of person that has to understand everything i feel i need to understand something so that's part of why i was a writer because i wanted to understand how does it work? How does a person's mind go from thinking one way, being comfortable with another person, and then being uncomfortable with another person, even though it's still the same, you're still you. Uh, So creating characters that had challenges and then be able to resolve them within writing was the, the fun part. But when I realized that real people in the real world kept coming up to me and saying that they uh, felt that their lives would make for a great movie. Uh, I'm like, well, I'm sure it would be, but you know, that means everybody should have a movie. And that's when I realized I should be helping people write their own stories. So it went from fictional people to real people and not everybody knows how to write, but everyone knows how to tell a story. Everybody knows how they live their life. And it was about telling the stories. Steven. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm listening to you and I love this, this progression of your own awareness of using your gifts, reaching people See? through writing, and then coming to that point where you went from writing into taking it into helping people heal themselves and write their own unique story. So you're using all your gifts that you have as a certified hypnotherapist, NLP practitioner, certified past life regression therapist. And the reason why I'm smiling is I feel like I've been doing that individually with people. Now I'm taking it out into the media world. And I just want to thank you for all that you're doing. And I think we might, the call might've dropped again. Huh? Oh, no, I'm here. Oh, yay. I'm absorbing what you're saying. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. Okay. So I'm actually envisioning you and I as cartoon characters right now. Mm -hmm. And like, let's take us back to our twenties where I decided to go to medical school and you decided instead of pursuing clinical psychology, you were going to use your gifts about the curiosity of the mind, 
to reach the mm-hmm. masses in film. And now I feel really fortunate and humbled to be, you know, a doctor, but also now producing content with the intention to work with people like yourself, take my expertise, put it onto podcasts. And then I'm also doing books, songs, and media. How do we get this multidimensional description that each person, each unique 8 billion, 100,000, each person I look at as a universe in themselves and how does each person have their own, I am awareness of their own neurostyle and what you're doing. And I want to have like a part two, and maybe you can give us some teasers when you're meeting each individual, whether it's planning their end of life, the funeral, or getting through their own ADHD or perfectionism, you've learned that there's a scientific method of this moment of now. And you embrace, I think I embrace my Western medicine or Western understanding, but I know that there's holistic health and wellness of nutrition, sunshine, Mm -hmm. philanthropy, exercise, and then my own awareness that probably happened within the last decade through attending a past life regression um, therapy and helping one of my patients. Let me give you this story that could really relate to what you do. One of Mm -hmm. my patients, she came in, she had generalized anxiety, ADD from a Mm -hmm. lovely family here in the South Bay. And we had just layers of healing and wellness and thrive, but she had this one fear, much like you had the fear of drowning. She had this absolute fear of the dark, even in her late teens, early twenties, that wasn't just It was a fear that she couldn't put her finger on, like as though some trauma Mm -hmm. was going to happen to her at night. And I had just gone to Mira Kelly's workshop on past life regression. And I was now had this new awareness that we could be also experiencing feeling states in this lifetime that could possibly now remember everyone used the word possible that could be from another possible life experience. And mm-hmm. I knew you have to know your audience when Steven's working with people, when I'm working with people. And also, even if you, as you're listening to this show, you know, you might, this might be too much for you. So I met her soul to soul, person to person where I knew she was at. Cause she had already shared with me that she believed in God. She believed in faith and she believed in energy. Mm-hmm. So all I had to say to her was what if in another lifetime you had a trauma that was at nighttime. And then all of a sudden she remembered and she knew for sure in this current lifetime that she didn't have any rape or abuse or anything. But when I just said, what if in another past lifetime, this Mm -hmm. is past lifetime trauma right away, her own inner voice said, yes, this is past lifetime. And I said to her, well, you could go to a hypnotherapist. You could go to a workshop. You could read this. Cause I didn't, cause I'm not, credentialed in that, but I had this inner knowing of my intuition, but then she Mm -hmm. joined together and being her own best friend and her own healer. So to me, one of my biggest roles in this lifetime is helping guide people to their own highest level of wellness. And then I'm like a facilitator of health and well-being. that yes, I'm grateful to have this MD, these years of experience, but I like to bring it all back to the other, the the other person solving their own unique um, healing process. And when Mm -hmm. she asked herself that question in her own belief system, she got a yes. So then after that, she stopped having fear of the dark. Well, we did come up with a nice routine of what she could do a ritual every night and a self healing. So she wouldn't take on that trauma that could have been from a past life. I say the word alleged because I believe it, but I encourage everyone to have their own scientific method and be open to their own awareness of the quantum universe. It's not every, it's not in everyone's perception. Mm-hmm. And so I just even, mm-hmm. I love when I say be a skeptic, it's called be a scientist, be your own best friend. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, yeah. do you feel like your own journey was like layers of your own self-awareness and then guiding you to helping others with this? Hmm. The answer is yes, but not always being aware of it. And I think that is what, um, that, that struck such a you know wonderful nerve, I'll say, when you said that is that to be in tune with your own self because we we all we walk around every day living our lives we can bump into people we could drive and get cut off on the highway and we don't know what triggers us and we can easily move away from that which is in us which we already have the knowledge for and the information and 
for someone to be able to tap into themselves, sometimes all you need is a little nudge from somewhere. Uh, someone like when you said that to her, it just, you triggered, you triggered something that allowed her to realize, yes, that's it. And this is what I get to experience when I'm, when I'm working with people and doing their past life and that we do heal and that, cause that's only the beginning. The idea that, I mean, someone who had a shoulder wound in this, in this lifetime did not have any pains that they can connect it to. No, no injuries, nothing, doctors found nothing. And we did go back into a different lifetime. And that person did die from a mortal wound in the shoulder. There was something that needed to be learned from that. And that helped. But that was the beginning when we came back. And the reason why I say that was the beginning is because that just started the healing process. Because there was there's so much more. And I think that we all, sometimes we all just need a little bit of a nudge. Right? Uh, well, to- I'm actually, when I'm listening to you, and this is something for everyone, I said the words layers of life experiences. And when I'm looking at, and I want to just reiterate that you help people as a hypnotherapist, but you also have people go back and look at different times in their life, right? You have a called mm-hmm. the chapters, your unique chapters of life method. Yeah. So I want to really elevate and celebrate that at any moment of now, each of us can do our life review. It can be a wellness yeah. review at any age. And that's why I invited people to, to look at the term, embrace your neuro style and beyond. So Stephen, you've kind of did some hints that you and I are both champions of wellness, not illness, and that mm-hmm. people don't have to wait until they have a shoulder injury or that they're at the brink mm-hmm. of going to kill themselves. And I did something this year, and I feel like we can just talk about this and then we can have a part two. I was um, I always like to do what I call deep dives. And it's like re-looking in a deeper way of the layers of who I am and what makes me tick. So in February, I did what I call a life review of now. Like, why am I doing everything? What's going on? And I want to thank Dolores Cannon. We'll put a link into her body of work for her 45 years of being a past life regressionist. Mm -hmm. And over spring break, I looked at what after 45 years of all of her body of work, some of the common themes that people have when they pass away from this lifetime and enter into another energy realm, that there's a garden, there's a temple, there's certain things that people do when they're looking at what did I learn in this human lifetime? And so I went even deeper and I wrote, I did a really nice little 13 minute show called the self love tour. So I feel like for you and I, maybe you can just give right here the different reasons why people come to see you right now in their Mm -hmm. own life awareness, life review and how you help people give us a broad of what a day is like with you and how people can work with you then I'd love to invite you back on the show for a deep dive on how people are on their own self-love tour, how they're planning and how there's sometimes these super synchronicities that they may or may not realize are all together. So can you just give us a window into like what you do with everyone and then we can do a deeper dive on that? Sure. Boy, that's um, it's a big question. Um, well, <laughs> the reason I call it chapters of life therapy is because when we look back at every chapter that we've lived, um, there is something there that holds meaning that sticks out and sometimes doesn't stick out. And when people come to me, many are stuck. I know that you've had some shows about being stuck, but this is where I see a lot of. they Something's happening. They don't know where they should go next. They don't know if they're, if they're in a job that is fulfilling their life. Um, or, and, or someone had a lot of people who simply haven't quite recovered from social anxiety from COVID and yes. are trying to get back in the game. And that's where I work with a lot of people and helping them get back. And what does it mean to get back? And what are we getting back into? And that is a big, you know, a big part of acknowledging that are we getting back in the game? Or are we starting to play the game? you know, with, with new rules, you know, it's still the same game. Wow. Can I just say something really fun that you're using the word game? 
Mm-hmm. OMG, this is where I get super excited. So I like to talk about the Earth game versus the Universe game. And I think that for many, the pandemic served a lot of like self-reflection, inner awareness, and what really matters. And a lot of people realize that doing a day on Earth, getting in your car, being on the freeway was like an energy, a lot of use of energy. So I think people are also trying to figure out what I call your own in-in, your own in-integrity of self-love and awareness. I think a mm-hmm. lot of people during this pulse of consciousness, it was a gift. I know it's very sad. People that I know that have lost relatives from the pandemic, that's very sad. But mm-hmm. our earth healed during that time when there was less gasoline being used. Yeah. A lot of people formed cl- closer reverent relationships. And then people are having their own unique ascension trying to integrate what it's like to have their own in integrity in integrity of awareness and self-love. And then how do I function? So I think when we look at it, we look at ourselves, all of us, and I call it the, I am awareness of just being in this moment. Like, I love that you're helping people process, like, what does my best life look like? What did I learn? And what is my sensory style? How empathic am I? And I just feel like even my greatest sufferings, and this would be so much fun to talk about in our part two, I have learned the most and know how to use the energy of sufferings, not only in my own personal life, but to help people learn how to use that as, that as energy to actually shift and progress. Yeah. Oh, I was just like in awe of what you're saying. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, a part two is definitely... I think in order, because there's so much that we can explore together here. And to go, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I just want to think about you. I'm looking at your bio and that you have this experience working with people that struggle with ADHD, anxiety, focus, perfectionism, procrastination, people dealing with end of life issues and injuries. And yeah. we could almost do part two where we run it like our own little game show where you send me a bunch of different situations that were with mental health or grief or trauma and you pick up an example and you almost, you could even ask me questions about if I ever experienced it and we could help people to start to look at their own life in such a multifaceted way, like their own unique awareness because people can do, and you, you, we can even talk about like self-hypnosis and then we'll figure out how to do part two. Then maybe we can do an event in person because I want more people to realize how to like activate their own awareness and self-love earlier. And remembering that our words, thoughts, and actions carry a vibration and the word neurostyle, my own son goes, mom, because my son's now thriving with his own neurostyle in school. He goes, mom, we don't even need to say ADHD in our house. We just say neurostyle. And he loves it, not because we don't honor diagnoses and honor specifics of OCD, ADHD, but we Mm -hmm. know we're multidimensional. And the word neurostyle carries that we all have a neurostyle. All sentient beings, humans, animals, the possibility of what I call all kind, all sentient beings, AKs. And so what do you think about you almost like, coming up with different ideas and vignettes for fun. And we just go a bit deeper and just I, got it. I just, fun. I have to say this because about ADHD and I just there, because being someone who does have ADHD and um, you know, with hypnotherapy has been extremely helpful that I work with a lot of people with ADHD and I've noticed that a lot of people with ADHD like to do past life regression. Now, I don't just do past life regression therapy. I mean, it's something that I absolutely love doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, and I have, you know, I'm, this is a theory I'm kind of working on. And I'm starting to wonder if those with ADHD are constant, because one thing is for sure, people who have ADHD are constantly walking around in an overstimulated state of mind all the time. We're always, which means we're very open, which means we're highly suggestible, which means we're basically in a state of hypnosis almost all the time. And because we kind of tends to bounce around, the different things that excite us from here to there. We don't know why this next new shiny thing is so shiny. We want to go after that. I wonder if we ADHD people actually bounce in and out of different lifetimes very quickly and easily without being aware of it. Okay. And that's By the way, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Total, total. My sensory perception 
as a universe explorer. And now I'm saying I practice universe medicine. And I also, when I had an intuitive say that, Denise, you will help people realize those that have anxiety, ADHD are splitting off. Their energies are splitting. And it's hard for them to stay in this earth state. At our next show that we do, I'll read something. It's going to, I want to give more of a context to what happened. And now that you just came up with that theory, I absolutely, that's why that's embrace your neurostyle and beyond that it's multidimensional. Kathleen O'Toole, my dear friend on Staying Sane co-host talked about the fabulous five, making it sound fun, like biological, psychological, social, cultural, spiritual, and sixth sense intuition. Well, if there are multiple planes of existence and multiverses, which we know from quantum mechanics, and we're all having feeling states, mm. that's absolutely the possibility. And for me, I couldn't work for someone else now. If you saw the way my day goes, it's so creative. Like one minute I've got mm. my, my patient, then I've got my son, and I know how to grab my creative ideas and then organize them. So I think when we are traveling to imagination, like universes of imagination, we still need to learn how to organize it in this earth realm. So I think all of it's possible and all of it's true. And it's just, yeah. how do we, how do we get through a day on planet earth? And I think a lot of people realize that they like hybrid work days because they have more sensory control over being at home a bit than being in person. So I think that we also can all, you and I, and, and anything we're going to discuss can empower people to be their own paradigm progression pioneers of having their best day. And using the word like neurostyle is not making it a big clinical diagnosis, like something has to be wrong. Right. You can use the word neurostyle. Well, my neurostyle thrives best when I have a mix of this and this. And my own son learned that he was able to tell people, well, my neurostyle doesn't do the whole 4th of July events. I can do a little bit of family, a little bit of fireworks. And now that his brain's developing and older, he can he, his neurostyle has shifted and can change. So the other thing about the word neurostyle, it leaves room for expansion, like paradigm progression. And in the work that you're doing and all the ways you're bridging through past life regression, having people travel back in time, I even think maybe you and I will come up with another fun name for ADHD. I love it. I'm going to stay. I'm not planning on retiring. All my patients are like, don't leave. Like, <laughs> like I'm going to still stay an MD, but I want to like push the envelope with people to just have greater self-awareness and self-love. So yeah. I feel like that's what you're doing. And I think um, that's it. I'm going to shush myself. That's an, I've done many shows on the power of shushing. Cause when I get excited talking with someone like yourself, I tend to like get super chatty. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Cause I, the power of shush is basically just built in me. Cause I just listen and I just go, Hmm. And just looking for these moments where it's like, that's a fantastic epiphany. Those are great moments. You just fill a plot hole in your own life. And this idea of neural style, I, I love the idea of, and how do we match up neurostyle to neurostyle? Like, where's the common thread? And it's sort of like if you have a designer in Italy and they have a designer in Japan, where is the common thread? Well, if they both wear shoes, that's a good start. And then we yes. can kind of go from there and say, well, actually, I was inspired for this outfit because I was walking one day. Hey, I, I walk also. Oh, that's great. We both walk. And then kind of building from there because uh, – you know, I go to more, I guess, the layman terms and trying to figure out how do we each communicate because that's part of game back in the game idea. It's like, well, how do I talk to someone now if I haven't talked to anyone face to face in two years or three years? You know, it's about well, what is your neural style? I like the idea of it. Um, yes. I, want, I like it's the idea of renaming ADHD. <laughs> no, it's also non-stigmatizing. Like, well, I have another, I, I have another word for ADHD. I call it superheroes. Because uh, I think pretty much every superhero has ADHD of some kind. Look at the Flash. The Flash is literally just a walking bomb of ADHD. He can't control himself. He's bouncing all over the place. But he's super speedy and he saves a day. And he's able, once he focuses his energy, he can do amazing things. It's sort I'm of smiling. amazing. <laughs> Only because my son and I just watched up that movie Ted yeah. where the Flash is in oh. it. And that we watched uh, okay. that within the last 24 hours. So I'm like, how is he bringing up Flash? So it's just fun. So your, your, by the way, I want to just go back to Derry, your friend Derry. Mm -hmm. I feel like 
if he was here, and I believe energetically that's a possibility, I think he really would be like, way to go. And and like, like we didn't know, you and I didn't know we were going to bring up dairy, did we today? Uh, no, I did not expect to do that. Correct. So, so to me, that's the magic of when, remember everyone, you have access to everyday magic, just like Steven and I've had and getting to know one another and hearing what we're talking about. So we never know when our loved ones, our ancestors, our um, people that meant something to us, whether it's in this lifetime or the possibly others show up. And that's one of the things I feel very privileged. I feel like I'm very trusted energetically. And I want to thank Derry because I feel like he enjoyed hearing you today. And like mm-hmm. you're integrating so many of your own past lifetimes based on the way you're being of service. And I'm excited and honored to have had you and excited to have a part two with you. Well, thank you. I'm excited for that also. And maybe we can even discuss future life progression, which is even equally and more amazing. Oh my gosh. Part two to the future. I actually do this when I want to manifest things. I have different chakra journals for what I see happening. Hmm. Okay. So we're (laughs) on the same page. And so, okay. Brought to you by Dr. Denise and Steven. We just flew into the universe Travel in many dimensions. And now here's how you can find Stephen on the earth realm. Stephen, tell us how everyone can find you. Uh, just look up. You'll see my name flying through the sky. Uh, but if you can't find that, you can go to my you can find my website's the fastest at uh, good old-fashioned www.hypno-smith.com. And that's H-Y-P-N-O hyphen Smith. That's my name, S-M-I-T-H. Dot com, and I've actually put together a a very specific uh, hypnosis that any of your listeners, if they're listening, they can go to this one specific spot and they can download this hypnosis. They can do it for themselves, and it's a great intro to expand your mind and just to have feel fantastic afterwards and also relax it all all at once. Uh, and to do that, you just go to the, the website, you know, hypno-smith.com. Uh, backslash windows. Yay. We'll put the link in the bio too. Oh my goodness. Okay. Everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. There's more to come with us. You've heard us have a lot of fun today. Okay. Thank you so much, Stephen. And thank you. Thank Thank you. Thank you to everyone else that's ever helped us in all the past, present and future lives that we've had help with. Thank you guys. Thank you. All right. Take care.